Welcome everybody back to the Nuggets of Gold podcast and YouTube channel. Today, we're going to be doing a little preview of this 49ers-Cowboys playoff matchup, which is very, very interesting. It's the closest line um, of all of the wildcard weekend uh, games. Cowboys, minus three right now, uh, have a slight advantage. However, this one, to me, kind of feels like a coin flip. Uh, I know that there's a lot of Niner fans, a lot of people on NFL media, on you know ESPN and whatnot, have been kind of crowning the the 49ers as, as winners already in this one, which makes me feel very uncomfortable because I would rather the Niners be underdogs in most games just because they kind of set the tone, I feel like, when they're in those situations. But this is a really, really interesting game for the Niners side. The Cowboys, and, and I'm not saying they're not a physical team, but I do think there's a big question kind of looming of, will the Niners just be way more physical than them? Will they just kind of impose their will on this Cowboys defense, which is a very good defense, not not saying they're not. Um, but then on the Cowboys side, you go, what about this receiving core? What about this explosive offense? Are they just going to light up the 49ers secondary? So I think both sides of the ball, you kind of have an advantage for each of these offenses. And then you also have two very good defenses in this game, two very good offenses. You have all sides of the ball or both sides of the ball. I uh, don't really want to get into special teams with the way that the Niners special teams has been, but offense and defense for both these teams is very, very good. So Aiden, how are you feeling about this matchup? And, and what do you like about the 49ers in this one? What do you like about the Cowboys in this one? Just what are your overall thoughts? I like that both teams have a blueprint on how to win this game. The Niners are going to need to beat the Cowboys by beating how they beat all good offenses by keeping them off, off the field. Um, they're going to need to run the ball. We saw that in, in the second half of the Rams game last week. That can even get you out of a hole, which a lot of times teams will go to throwing the ball down 10 um, midway through the third. And Cal was fine running the ball the entire second half. Uh, Niners were able to impose their will physically uh, coming out of the half, which was huge. Like the Rams honestly picked them apart in, in the, the first half and went right down the field, scored. And honestly, should have had touchdowns in, in instead of field goals twice. Uh, defense had two big sacks twice. So it could have been a lot like bigger and it wouldn't have even mattered. Um, but in Dallas, obviously, needs to stay on, on the field. Niners cornerback room looks a lot better. Josh Norman didn't even have to play last week. Didn't log a single snap, uh, which is obviously good news for the Niners. Uh, that means that they have more depth and you don't have to have a guy like like Norman out there. Um, even though he is probably one of the best four corners on on this team, it's a good sign um, that he doesn't necessarily have to play, um, especially when you're going against CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. Uh, I think Gallup is is back. Um, so they have weapons. I, I, I'm a Dak fan. I think Dak is pretty solid. Um, so it's, it's really going to come down to whether this Cowboys defense can get the Niners offense off of the field quickly, whether that's turnovers, which they've been they, – they've been – They've been like the best defense at forcing turnovers in the last five years. Um, super duper impressive stuff, but they're also a really good defense too. I was, I was talking to Matt before and PFF has a uh, system in which they like account for turnovers as an outlier um, by just grading each play as positive or negative. Uh, so for a, a defense, an incomplete pass is the same as an, as a, as a pick. Um, and the Cowboys are number three in that stat. Uh, so obviously a, a solid defense, but I like that the Niners have a clear avenue to win this game, um, and they've shown that that they can do it that that they can do it because they've done it before. Yeah, absolutely. And Michael Gallup is actually out for the year because he came back 
And then okay, he then he got hurt again. But Dang. Cedric Wilson is still a good option. Dalton Schultz is still a good option. You have Tony Pollard, Zeke in the backfield. Like they have plenty of weapons. Um, the thing that's interesting is you you bring up the the PFF stuff, and and I don't think we've been pretty big. We haven't really been big PFF fans on this show. However, I think what you're saying is important because when a lot of people talk about the Cowboys defense, even before we recorded when we were talking about them, the thing that jumps out is oh explosiveness. They have a lot of big plays. They generate a lot of turnovers, but if there's a grade where you're just grading, does the defense win it? Does the defense lose it? And they're third. I think that shows, okay, they're pretty consistent. However, they are still susceptible to giving up those big plays, those explosive plays. Um, and that's something actually for the Niners side, that part, that those explosive plays, especially the explosive plays in the run game against the Cowboys defense, is that's how you're going to exploit them. You're going to need to get behind Trent Williams, George Kittle, Cal Juszczyk, and you're going to need Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel to carve up some big runs. Uh, you brought the Rams game where we saw a chunk of those plays in a row where the Niners just started gashing the Rams. They're going to really need to do that in this one because I think that, that what you don't want, what you really do not want to have in this game is you don't want to fall behind. Um, I think most likely this game is going to consistently be pretty close. I don't think either team is going to be able to just completely pull away because if the Niners get ahead a little bit, Cowboys passing offense is solid. I don't know how well the Cowboys will be able to run the football. So if they get up by a bunch, I don't know if they're going to be able to run it. But if they do get up by a bunch and they are able to run the ball somewhat effectively, the 49ers might be in a bad spot just because of you know the playmakers on the Cowboys defense. You do not want Michael Parsons coming and just – and, and look, the thing is, I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, well, Trent Williams is going to neutralize him. That's not going to be the case. You're going to put him on Tom Compton. You're going to put him inside. You're going to have him on blitz packages. You do not want that guy blitzing Jimmy Garoppolo um, and just some of these weird coverages that the that the Cowboys have run this year under Dan Quinn. You, you don't want to see th- that like, oh, we're going to be really desperate. Now it did work last week, which actually gives me a lot of faith, a lot more faith in this team because that was like, one area where I just didn't really see them su- succeeding in a lot of those spots. Um, but I still don't think you want to get there. Now, it could you could still win that way, but I think for the 49ers, you want to get ahead, you want to you want to win with that ground and pound offense on this Cowboys against this Cowboys defense and try to get those big big chunk plays in the run game. Um, and you do want to get the Cowboys in a spot where they're forced to be one-dimensional and they're not able to run the football because what we've noticed is even though they haven't been able to run the ball that effectively, you've still seen Mike McCarthy come out and talk about how big of a deal it is for them to be able to run the football. If they're not able to do that, you're going to see, I think you're going to see Dak struggle a little bit because for as much like, as much like hype as Dak got this year, I, and I like Dak Prescott a lot. I do not think this was a good year for him. You look at the guys around him and I get that Gallup was out. I just never felt like they were winning a lot. Now, there were some games where their offense was absolutely clicking and they were destroying teams. But in a lot of these games, it always it, a lot of them felt like there was something to be de- like desired in them with the offense. This d- Cowboys defense has probably been like, they've probably exceeded expectations more than any other defense in the NFL because the last couple of years, they had been atrocious. They've been really, really good this season. So the offense, it, I feel like the defense has been better. And that's crazy to think when you looked at this roster coming into the year. So if you can get the Cowboys into a situation where they have to just rely on passing the football, the Niners defensive line is going to do really well. And if you get Dak in those spots, Dak's fumbled the ball the most in the NFL. I don't know if you know, out of quarterbacks, he's had the most fumbles. He's susceptible to just completely missing some guys and throwing some bad picks. We have seen that in the past with Dak Prescott. 
the exotic coverages that D'Amico Ryans has ran makes you think that could happen. And, and that's what you want. That's why you want to get ahead in this game. Because if you win that first quarter, you're up. You're going to win time of possession because the Niners can consistently gash the ball in the run game. And hopefully you're going to be able to generate some turnovers against Dak. And that that is the recipe to win for the 49ers. However, you see this, how talented this Cowboys team is. They can overcome a lot of stuff. So I still think that's a, a chance. But I think you win this one by holding on the football and and winning in the coaching department as well. That's another big thing for this one. But I don't know. How, how do you feel about that? You, th- you think that that's an interesting way? Because I don't think most people are looking at it like, Oh, like let make the put the Cowboys in a spot to pass. It sounds kind of yeah. weird when you look at the guys. It, yeah, it, it it sounds a little bit counterintuitive. Um, but the Niners' pass defense for having no corners has been pretty solid all all year. Uh, obviously, going to give up some big plays. Um, but Ambry Thomas is playing a lot better. Um, riding high off off the game winning interception last week. Mosley's back. Um, so the, the, that, that unit is starting to figure it out a little bit. Um, I know Demo is off of the COVID list. Uh, K1 should be back this week. Uh, and we just beat the, the Rams last week without both of those guys, um, and signing, um, I forget the guy from, from the Bengals, Denard, Denard off of the street came in, played pretty well in, in the, um, nickel, um, and I think that that's just a testament to how dominant this defensive line is. Like going into the season, I think people would have expected Ebucam to have a better year than Arden Key. And although Ebucam has been solid, Arden Key has been maybe the most important free agent signing um, of the entire year for the 49ers, not including like a re-signing like Trent Williams, uh, just because you got nothing out of D Ford. Um, and Arden Key has been huge to be that second pass rusher because Bose is getting double triple teamed um so that has been super duper important and super awesome to see armstead had maybe the best game of his career last week uh had two and a half sacks and nobody up front could could block him and that rams offensive line is not bad um so that was great but i think it just like fred fred has been solved this year and i think that he deserves a lot of credit for how good the the niners back end is but I think it comes down to the defensive line. We saw that in in 2019. Um, and as long as the Niners can get pressure, I think the the Cowboys passing is probably a net. It's 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 a lot closer than you would expect looking at the receivers and the the corners. Um, but like the the Cowboys go back to pass, I'm not worried um, about the Niners stopping them and. That's how you go three and out, and then the Niners offense comes back on and runs another eight-ish minutes a clock, uh, which is what we we love to see. Uh, so it's it, it's a part of the the chess game, and I think that it's a really good point because it's something that you wouldn't expect just looking at personnel. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like the, that you you bring up like the outside part. I mean, if this is a seven-on-seven game, Niners are getting blown out. I think I think that's a lock. However, like it's so much different with with the lines in this one, and it's not it's not to knock the Cowboys line. But I think we have to look at it and go, I don't know if you saw this. Tom Compton was the highest graded right tackle at the end of the year. Maybe take that with a grain of salt, but like it's been pretty clear that he has played well. And even when Trent Williams was out last week, the Niners offensive line did pretty solid. Uh, Cole McKivitz, he did a pretty good job playing in, in a role uh, or as a role player coming in and, and playing, you know, a huge game. But Trent Williams, the guys up front for the Niners offense are going to make the difference. And on defense, the D-line is going to make the difference. Uh, I saw like last week, I believe they had 28 pressures and 35 
uh, attempt, a pass attempts. And that's one that's ridiculous. And apparently they only sent f- over four guys two times. Those are incredible numbers. I, I don't think, I don't know if you'll ever find as good of pass rushing or pass pressuring numbers than that. Like that might be one of the all time games for pass uh, pressures per attempts. Like that's ridiculous. Um, so that's really what it's going to come down to. The Niners, th- those sides of the ball for the Niners have to absolutely dominate. And luckily, they're as hot as they've been. So, final question for you, Aiden. Are the 49ers going to upset the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday? Of course they are, Matt. You think I'm going to say anything else? Um, I think they run crazy. Um, I think this is one of those games where, like, Kyle knows Dan Quinn pretty darn well. They they, they coach together for a long time. Um, I think I, I think this is one of those run for 200 on the ground kind of games. Jimmy throws it 20 times, uh, goes 15 of 20 with a touchdown, probably throws a pick. Um, but I think Debo runs for a lot of yards. I think he has another rushing touchdown to, to keep this season going. Uh, but I think this is an Elijah Mitchell game. I think he has 150 on the ground. 150 for Elijah Mitchell. I like that. That that would be something really, really special. I mean, he's put up some great. That would be the best game, I think, of the year for him. I think it's feasible. I think that's Probably what their game plan is going to be. Yeah. I mean, and he's, and he's had a lot of games with, like, I mean, he has, like, over 900 rushing yards, and he missed six games. So, in 11 games, he has 900 rushing yards. That's, that's ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, an explosion game from, from Mitchell. I'd love to see that. Um, one other guy, I, I think we're going to see Debo have an absolute monster game in this one. There, there's no one on this team that can cover him. Trayvon Diggs is a great player, yeah. He's given up over 1,100 yards this year. I, I'm going to take my chances that Debo is going to be all over the field making plays. So I'll say you, you're, you're kind of going with Mitchell as the, the huge performer. I, I could see Debo going over 200 yards in like three scores. And and like the way that the way that this season has been in a playoff game, I am putting my money on Debo Samuel to have the best game of anyone on the field. So I'm pumped. Either way. Super historic game, super, super special game. These teams haven't played in the playoffs since 1995, so super pumped. My dad's a 49er fan. My uncle's a Cowboys fan. I've been texting my uncle all week about it, so super pumped. That's like each side of the family kind of going out in this one. But anything you want to add before we take off? Who is more valuable to their team, Debo Samuel or Cooper Cup? Debo Samuel. That's what I'm saying, and that is crazy to think about with the, the the season that Cup just had, um, but I I on like I I think that I texted you this last week, and I'm gonna amend it a little bit. I think Debo is the most valuable non quarterback in the entire league. I so I would put JT ahead of him. I think you could do other running back. Like I think you you could put another running back behind that line, and they're not running for what do you run for seventeen hundred, but they're running for eleven hundred. You That's put Elijah right. Mitchell back there, who's a six-round pick. I think he runs for 1,100. I don't think anybody in the world could do what Debo does for the 49ers. Okay, that's you're selling me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, but I mean, you look at his season. This is like one of this is one of the best seasons, and I think. And, and obviously, I'm so biased. Like, but but I don't. Even, I, okay. I may be wrong, but have you seen a 49er it's an player? Interesting. I have you seen a 49er player? That's non-quarterback that's been, I mean, even quarterback in our lifetimes. Have you ever seen yeah. a guy that's been as valuable to a team? Because I don't think I have. For the maybe nine. maybe Alden Smith during his 19 sack year. Justin Smith was always super impactful. It's hard to go without like saying Willis and, and, and Bowman. But Debo, just because it's so much easier to see impact on the, on the offensive side. The touchdowns, the yards, the stuff after catch. 
Like, I think we're we're not a playoff team. We're probably a six or seven win team without Debo Samuel, which is a huge swing in terms of um, like a non-major valuable. Because JT, Colts still miss the playoffs. Some, something to think about. Yeah, and, and who took over the Rams game? Debo. Who took over the Bears game? It took a 90-yarder to the house when they were down by like over a score, I think it was. Debo. Like it's every single time where they were like, uh-oh, we're in a hole. What do we do? Give the ball to Debo, and he goes and scores. It, it's It's been like routine. It's been ridiculous. So I think it's a great point. But yeah, I think it's going to do it for today's episode. Not a super long one. We will go back to the longer Niner episodes. Just didn't really have a lot of time this week. Both of us were completely swamped. But I mean, so pumped for Sunday. I am so excited. I think this is going to be a great game. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I also believe that the Niners are going to come away with the upset just because because of the physicality they bring. The Cowboys have struggled against teams with good records. Niners have two outside the Rams, so you can you can play that piece too. But I don't know. I just I like the matchups a little bit more for the Niners. I think the Niners are playing a little bit better. Um, would I be shocked if the Cowboys won? Absolutely not. But I think that's going to do it for today's episode. So thank you all for listening, and we'll be back after the Cowboys game. Hopefully, we'll be doing another preview episode for for the divisional round next week. But go 49ers. Hope you get the, the huge win in Dallas on Sunday.